0: Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, and health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Today on the show, I wanted to focus on ways to relieve anxiety and some of the burden that we are feeling at times. So this comes from me speaking with my own therapist and talking about stress relief and ways that I can start to feel better even during times like currently where you are feeling burdened. So, you know, it may be that you're feeling burdened with the coronavirus pandemic, which is something I think that, I don't know, today I was feeling a little bit uh, negative, I guess, just Things going on at work, you've got the pandemic layering over top of everything with the ups and the downs. And then, you know, sometimes you just maybe have what would generally be a not great mood. You know, could be any number of things hormones, it could be kind of not getting the exercise you wanted or the foods you're eating. Things can put you into different moods, lack of sunlight. And then on top of that, you add an extra layer of, you know, some crazy things popping up here and there. And and you just can start to feel overloaded and burdened. And then within that, you are adding those everyday tasks that you're always trying to get done, like making lunches, making dinner, preparing kids for school, making sure everybody's where they need to be, whether you're involved in sports or the kids or appointments and things like that. So all of that can really feel like a lot and and can make you feel weighed down. And so that's where I've been feeling, I think, as we're a little bit further into September, just a little more burdened. So one of the things that we started to talk about, my therapist and I, is what things can make you not feel that burden the same and one of those is to focus on play so one of the questions she asked me was what are you doing in your life for play you know why don't you in between sessions focus on playing and I thought okay yeah okay I've got hobbies um Okay, I'm gonna focus on play. And I I really just even felt relieved at hearing the word play. Like I thought, okay, this is interesting. Play, that's uh, not something that's typically happening in my day to day life, I guess. And that was kind of what I started to reflect on was the fact that yes, I have a ton of hobbies. I do a lot of things in my spare time. But when I really started to think about those in the lens of play, many of them are not play. They may be things I enjoy, but they always seem to have some focus on output, productivity, or achieving a goal. And it's really interesting because I am a bit of an overachiever. I've kind of always been a striver. And one of the reasons that I love listening to, you know, the messages of Rachel Hollis and the Hollis Company, um, who is so focused on helping people achieve goals, is that I like to achieve goals. So tips and tricks to, you know, keep that achieving, achieving happening is totally down my alley. But I think, During a time where you're feeling burdened, what my therapist was suggesting is that maybe that's not a time for personal development. Maybe it's not a time for achievement as compared to a time for trying to find those moments of fun. So I started going through my hobbies and I thought, yes, I like to write. Writing is something that's a release and I would say I do have writing that isn't about achievement, like I journal and things like that. And I mean, well, I guess there is still a bit of a tick box in that it's like, yeah, I did do my journal today. Um, But a lot of, you know, my blog or short stories or writing a book, they all kind of focus on the goal, the productivity, the output, even though I enjoy it. Same with my podcast, I really enjoy the podcast, it's fun doing the research, it's fun coming up with new ideas, I love to spend time just in sort of this creative thinking and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll come up with ideas for, you know, maybe five or so shows when I get into a bit of a creative headspace. But again, there is focus on I tend to do the podcast once a week, I like to release the podcast on Tuesday mornings, I've kind of got this schedule going. And so again, there is that output, achieve, got to get this done side of things. Same with baking, cooking. I love cooking. I love to bake. But one of the things that sucks the fun right out of it is when you've got people going, when's dinner going to be ready, right? Like When you get into the daily grind of I'm just churning out the meals, it really takes that Creativity out of it, or when you feel obliged. One of my worst ones with baking is when I see bananas on the counter hanging on the little banana tree and I see they're going bad. I'm like, oh, those are turning. They're overripe. No one's going to eat them. I really need to bake those into something. And I just start feeling this baking burden with every day. And then it's like I hit a point of, Maybe I'm going to need to throw those in the freezer now. Those might become smoothie bananas. Those might become bananas that I thaw in the future. And I always feel this little tinge of like, I didn't get there, you know? Um, So baking even in itself can become an achievement thing. And I mean, especially if you're somebody that's like baking for people or baking part of a business, baking birthday cakes, things like that. Sewing is a hobby that I've done on and off, but same thing. It's linked to, you know, creating a thing, a quilt, whatever you're working on. Same with running. I love running. Running lets my mind just kind of go. And so it feels great. But I had been, especially during the pandemic, I was like, let's step it up. You can start training for a half marathon. So same thing there, it's it's getting linked to, can I go faster? Can I run longer? Is this week better than last week? Am I going to achieve that goal? Also with fitness, so just generally even taking one step back from running, I'm really into fitness, but again, ever since I worked with a trainer in um, you know 2014-ish, she's had me on this plan of, and I don't work with her anymore, yet I'm still... Um, striving for this, it's, you know, getting in four solid cardio sessions a week and four solid weightlifting sessions. And then anything on top of that is kind of gravy. Um, You know, good additions for different focuses. And then same with gardening. I mean, I do enjoy gardening. And I'm definitely less stringent with that. If you saw my garden, you would agree. But it's still like a Oh, I got to plant this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. So I think a lot of those gotas are where things switch from play to a burden. And so one of the things that my therapist suggested was what about if you take even a couple of these and you remove the goal, which I will say my insides were screaming a little bit at this suggestion just because I, like I said, have been working so hard with my journaling and my goal setting um over the past few years and following the Rachel Hollis um example you know I went to the Rise conference which the big thing was about setting your 10 goals and so the idea of taking some of these goals and and dialing them back a little bit does make me scream but I can also recognize that during times of high stress or when you've got a lot going on if you really think about it that makes a lot of sense, right? You know, you're feeling the pinch while maybe working towards, I don't know, a bazillion goals in your personal life is not, not the best idea. So (laughs) it's just funny that sometimes things seem obvious to others. But when you're really attached to goals, and you're really attached to achieving, it can be really hard to feel like you are going to dial that back, even if it's a tiny bit, you know? Even if it's like, I'm just going to keep status quo, I'm not going to make myself do more. Because that's the challenge. When you're someone who achieves, you want to always do the same and, and accomplish the same amounts as last week, but always a little bit more. And at some point, you start to run into a pinch, a pinch on time, a pinch on energy. Um, and you really can't every week add more to your plate. It just doesn't make sense. Um, and especially with things being certain things being out of your control. I mean, some weeks work will add a ton onto your plate. And so, you actually probably need to take things off your plate in your personal life. And it can be a really tricky balance, especially when you are goal oriented, and you want to try to achieve more, and to, to just kind of say, well, I'm losing this week can feel frustrating, disheartening, all of those things. And so I think what made it feel a little bit better for me, and again, this is totally my experience and totally advice that was given to me for a specific um, issue that I was speaking about. But for me, I think just changing the language from, hey, I'm gonna remove the goal to, you know, I'm just gonna try to play in this area and see how that feels. So I started to think about, okay, you know, Let's think about this play idea. Where could I play? And one of the first ones that really stuck out to me was running. Because I felt like during the pandemic, I got on a super strict running schedule for myself. And every week, uh, trying to get to this half marathon, I was running, you know, three times a week. Even if sometimes I wanted to run more than that, I was like, no, today's not a running day. I'm going to, you know keep on my schedule. And then every weekend I was doing a long run and trying to add a half mile or at least maintain the week before. And I just started to get burnt out with it. So I think I mentioned but we bought a trailer and we were doing some camping weekends. And I was just like, I don't want to spend two hours of my camping trip running. That doesn't make sense to me. Like I'm here with my family. And so I really had to try to rejig that. And so I thought I'm going to pause on that and play a little bit. And so what I did was instead of doing the longer runs, I picked up an extra run. So I was running maybe four or five times in a week, but shorter doing just like 5Ks, not trying to do 15 or more kilometers on the weekend. Um, and it was really funny because I use the Peloton app a lot when I run, um, indoors and outdoors. And I actually had a few of my fastest runs because I think I just felt like I'm just running and I'm just, I don't have to like maintain it for two hours. I'm just going to run and keep up with this app. And I felt really good. I did feel a big burden off my shoulders and had some runs that, you know, had been like I said faster than I'd been running in like 5 years, I would say. Um and just really felt like I was getting to run when I felt like it. Like instead of saying, "Oh no, today's not a running day, today's a spin day, you know, today's a boot camp day." It was like, "You know what? I want some fresh air. I'm going to go run. I got, you know, 20 minutes, I got 30 minutes whatever I have, I'm just gonna go. And, and it did kind of bring back a little bit of the fun, because I do love it. I do love when you're feeling good, and the sun's out, or you get a little cool breeze. And um, either if it's a coached run, or maybe you're listening to a podcast, like it can feel really good. And it definitely felt fun to be just doing whatever I felt like. Um, And so, I do think that was positive. I felt an increase in joy there. And I did sort of feel a bit of a weight lifted off my shoulders. And I'm not saying I'm never going to do a half marathon and I'm never going to try some of those longer runs again. But I think just kind of taking even a little bit of time to go back to enjoying it and maybe a more flexible schedule. It is hard. It is hard when you've got a lot going on to find a lot of time for these really long workouts. So that was kind of one experience that I had in venturing further into play and trying to reduce the number of have to's kind of in in my in my life. Um, so I think I will continue along this I like I said, don't want to reduce all of my goals. Certainly things like cooking, baking, meals, there's really not that much I can do there to reduce that daily grind. Some things just have to happen because um, because of life, right? There are some things you just have to do um, and and that's one of them. But I think there might be a few other areas that I could focus on little releases here and there I think as I'm wrapping up the book I might be able to get back into writing in a more playful way um because I'm really I've got a few ideas for a next book project but I'm not sold exactly how it's gonna go and so I think just spending some time mapping it out and thinking and um doing some creative work there could be really fun. And same with fitness. I do want to stick to my four cardios and my four weights, but I think if I'm able to switch those around a little bit more with relaxing the running, it may, may feel a little bit lighter. So definitely some more ideas of where I could play around and just not be so stringent and strict. I mean, there there is room in life to to just have that time and it doesn't always have to be relaxed time. It can be play time. And I think that's something that I need to keep in mind. I certainly do spend time like that with my kids, but that play and that was funny because that was where my brain went when the therapist said, Oh, you know, think about how you would play. And I thought, well, I do play like I play Barbies, you know, I play all these different Children toys, and it was like, "Oh no, she means like what do you play that you 're interested in, <laughs> like not what do you play you know some game with your child, but what are you actually doing for yourself that you find interesting and that stimulates your own brain? So I thought that was really interesting um and and just to keep in mind, I think there is that balance of goals, and you know, I will say that the Hollis Company. They tell you to write down your 10 goals and to pick one. And so in the Start Today journal, you're supposed to reiterate those 10 goals as if they've happened. And then you're supposed to pick which one you're working on and you're going to accomplish first, like something in a quarter that you could accomplish. Um, And then, you know, you're supposed to be set on that kind of for the day. And so I kind of thought... nuts to that I'm just gonna accomplish as many of them as I can but I do see that that starts to feel burdensome but I I do find it hard to just say well I'm only going to focus on my book or I'm only going to focus on my podcast or I'm only going to focus on um, running like you can't just take a whole year and your only focus for your personal development is on one thing can you maybe, maybe that's what people do. I don't know. So I am trying to work this through in my own mind. Um, So that is, that is always a work in progress. So one of the things that I love, um, I've, I've talked a lot about the Jen Hatmaker podcast for the love and I am reading her book right now, Fierce Free and Full of Fire, and it's really good. And I know Jen recently announced that she's getting divorced and she posted on Instagram that, you know, her book still holds up even even in how life has changed for her. So it is it is a good read. And one of the things I love on that podcast is at the end, she always asks her guests, what is saving your life right now? And she says, this can be a response that's either totally like, minute and silly in what is saving your life right now, or it could be very big and deep. And so you know, you get some people that say, you know, a certain food is saving their life right now or whatever. Um, And then you get others that are a little more philosophical. So I was kind of thinking it would be fun to answer that. And I just asked myself that, as I was writing up um, some notes for this podcast. And I thought, what is saving my life right now has been we bought this trailer at the end of the summer, and we went on a few camping trips and a few different weekends trying something totally new. And I actually think that this trailer and camping is a form of play. And I think that is what I've enjoyed about it is that you get there and you really don't have goals. I mean, maybe you're like, I really want to get to the beach this weekend or, you know, I want to participate in that, but you really get taken out of your element. And I think... That is not something that I realized I needed so much. But with COVID, the coronavirus, and being in our home kind of nonstop for so long, it's been really nice, even just for the three weekends that we've went away, to have a change of scenery, even though, you know, oddly enough, we're in a way smaller place, the four of us, um, again, all together, uh, just like we are at home, but just that change of scenery and access to different um, things to do in our time, different parks, you know, different outdoor stuff, um, and and just a lack of commitment and just the ability to be silly. I think it has been really um, something that's saving my life right now. And I also think a big a- Um, aspect is outside. So I've really noticed that if I don't at least get out and either walk or run and like breathe the air, because I'm working at home, um, I just I really need the fresh air. So I'm a little nervous, I will say for the winter. And I think I'm going to just have to push myself to still get my butt outside, even when it does get icy and disgusting, uh, just to make sure that I am getting that good fresh air into my lungs and um, tree bathing, I guess that's a big thing people talk about just needing to be near trees and and outside. So those are kind of things that are on my mind right now in terms of staying well, um, in terms of uh, keeping my anxiety at bay, and focusing on self. So I hope this has been helpful. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you found the podcast useful. As always, this podcast is based on my experience and not at all intended to be medical or professional advice. If you like the podcast, please consider subscribing. Also, you can visit the blog at www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. You can write a review on your favorite podcast player um i know itunes you can write reviews and there are a number of others as well you can follow me on instagram which is at sarah s-a-r-a lady l-a-d-y g-l-u-t-e-n at sarah lady gluten thank you so much for listening and i look forward to next week